crazy uh, last week. We had, um, you know, um, an unbelievable game against Troy. Uh, I thought we overcame a lot during that game. Um, and to be able to come back and, and, and win that game, I thought was great. And and then on on Saturday, we ran into a really good team. Um, I don't think we were at our best. Um, we weren't mentally quite right. And um, and they're too good. And uh, you're going to have to be at your A game to be able to beat them. And and no one's beat them in that building yet. And um, you know, so they're uh, they got a great home court advantage. They got really good players. They're they're rolling right now. And and um, it was a game where um, we're 45-40 in the second half. And I thought we, we really need to kind of like plant our feet in the ground and and and, and hold on and, and get to the end of the game. And and next thing you know, they went on a 7-0 run that happened quick. And then we're down 12. And we could, couldn't quite recover after that. So, um, you know, we're back at it again. We're excited to be back at home. We got six of our next 10 at home, just kind of in an odd order. Uh, we got two at home, four road, then four home. But, um, you know, just kind of take them as they come. All right, we'll start with Dave Rickert. Coach, talk a little bit about this stretch. And You just had three or four on the road. Um, you'll have four in a row, as you mentioned, on the road after these two at home. How challenging has it been to with the schedule the way it is and the travel in the Sun Belt? And it's a little bit different, obviously, than in the CA. Is it a challenge, and especially the Thursday to Saturday, the short turnaround as well? Yeah, I, I, no one going into the Sun Belt. Um, it's similar to CAA, the fact you play Thursday, Saturday. Um, the big difference is a lot of the CAA schools you can bus to. And and some of these you can bus to. It's just not an easy bus trip. And, um, you know, we we finished up overtime with Troy and we got in late uh, to Mississippi on, I guess, it was Friday morning. And, and there, But there's a lot of them like that. And a lot of teams got to deal with it. And um, I know a lot of things the coaches are talking about. Um, no one's happy with it, especially people that kind of go through it, um, all the coaches in the league. And I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a future change in our league to like next year where we went a lot of Wednesday, Saturdays, or even some Tuesday, Saturdays. Um, the fact that we don't have travel partners, it doesn't make sense for us to do it the way we're doing it right now. And, and I know the league's open to some changes and I, I kind of anticipate some changes in that. You know, with your rotation right now, with um, Tyree, Terrell coming off the bench, those guys, they're struggling to kind of get going in games. Uh, is, is that – are those two guys – are those two guys that you need to get going to, to kind of be where you need to be both offensively and defensively? Yeah, this past weekend, you know, our, our bench, um, kind of with the exception of Terrence Edwards, wasn't as strong as it has been. And that's, that's usually been one of the strongest things we've been able to do this year is – you know, our six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys have been coming in and then we've been able to outplay, you know, a lot of times the other team starters because um, they might have been fatigued or even, you know, ramp it up. But, um, you know, we need to get those guys going. Um, they're they're good players. They, they played well this year. They played well in the past. And um, we, you know, this league, you're always you know, guys go through different things and go through ups and downs and they, they got to help themselves out of it. And I got to help them get themselves out of it. But um you know, we, we need those guys to play well. Uh, guards in this league are important, and, and and the things they can do, you know, they can do other great things besides scoring. And there's been a lot of games where we need, you know, the things they do, and they've done it for us this year and helped us win some games. Coach, how much of a challenge has it been without Alonzo Sule in three of the last four? Hopefully he's back soon. But has that been a challenge with your lineups without Alonzo? Yeah, we – I knew it was going to be a challenge. And – um 
it was probably even more so. And I think it showed up probably at the most at Southern Miss um, with their size and strength and, and the different big bodies they kept throwing at you. And really, Alonzo is one of the toughest guys on our team. And, um, you know, other guys got to step up in his absence. And, you know, we we missed him this past week. Um, we even missed him on Thursday. You know, we were able to overcome it, missed him on Thursday. But he's um, he's our starting center, you know, and um, it's because of his experience in this league and the toughness and the things he brings. And um, we, we missed him. Hopefully he comes back. But, if, you know, in the meantime, if he's not back, we got to we got to cover for him. I'll go to Shane Metlin. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had any idea when Zoe would be back, but um, I don't know if you do. Yeah, I don't have a timetable. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's something that, you know, it could be a few more days or it could be a few more weeks or it could be season ending. Um, and, and really, I'm not trying to avoid it or, or even be coy for a competition advantage. Um, it depends on how his rehab goes and, and, and everything and, and, and how fast he progresses. And he made huge jumps last week. And, you know, so, it you know, it, it could even be this weekend, but, you know, it, it might it could also be where he doesn't come back this year. You mentioned previously that some guys were still on minute restrictions and not completely 100% available. Is that still the case with uh, some of you guys? Yeah, I mean, that changes, you know, with, with my trainer kind of coming to me, you know, sometimes the day of the game and sometimes the day before. And, um, you know, it, 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 right now um, there, there's really nobody in that category, but it's Tuesday and we play Thursday. So um, it seems like there always is somebody in that category by the time we play a game. Yeah. And, you know, you're mentioning schedules, days of the week. Uh, Coastal made the decision to play a non-conference game early in the week. Um did you see them play last night? Just what have you seen from them, generally speaking, uh, coming into this one? Yeah, I watched last night, um, and, you know, I didn't take too much out of it. We really kind of focused more on what they did the past weekend um, with the two overtime wins on, on Thursday and Saturday. And, you know, they're they're playing well. Um, the kid, Josh, number 14, is playing out of his mind right now. And um, he's playing like a first-team First team guy. I know he has wasn't doing that early in the, in the conference games, but I mean he's playing unbelievable. Um, they got talent over the roster. I mean Antonio Day has been you know a really good college player, and the big fella inside you know causes a lot of trouble. And um, he's uh, he gets double doubles constantly. He um, you know he can he, he causes double teams mismatches. He scores on offensive rebounds, and um, you know he's played really good. Um, so, uh, they're huge. They got great size. Um, the, the, guards are playing well. I think they're leading our league in threes made per game. So they're shooting it well on the outside and, and Cliff Ellis has, has won a few games. So, um, you know, he's always gonna come up with a good game plan and, and, uh, you almost got, I went against him a bunch. And a lot of times you gotta expect the unexpected against him. Cause, uh, he can, he can pull the rabbit out of the hat on you real quick. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of that kid, the big kid, Mustafa, um, we, you have sort of have to pick your poison if you're covering threes and then you got to worry about them dumping the ball inside. Without Sule, what kind of a challenge is that? Or, I mean, if he's not there. Yeah, we went against it um, similar. It went against the big kid from South Alabama, uh, Kevin Samuel, and, and you know, without Alonzo Sule. And, and, it, and it was a challenge. And, 
you know, you got to be careful sometimes if you're covering up one thing for letting something else wide open. And, um, you know, we got to have, you know, different guys guard them. Sometimes we want to guard them one-on-one. Sometimes we'll give them help. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it, you know, it may be in the philosophy is to try to let him score and take away everybody else. But we got a couple more days to figure that out. But it's a challenge for sure. Do, does, do we know what Sule's injury is? I've never actually heard anybody say what it is. Yeah, it's an upper body injury. Um, you know, nothing's, t- you know, um, no surgery at this time. Did it happen in a, in a specific game or a time? It was uh, it re-injured in the game, but it happened in a practice. Okay. Um, as a coach, how do you coach free throw shooting? I mean, at this level, is there anything you can do save for hiring someone to teach kids how to shoot free throws? There's so much that goes into it, and I probably could take up this entire rest of the time, but um, I've had different philosophies. And um, I got my master's degree in sports psychology, and I really think a lot of times it's it's the mental part and it's situational and it, and it's guys being able to control their breathing and their heart rate and it's form it's repetition and I always get a kick out of this when you know some old guy tells me that he goes in his front yard and he makes 10 in a row and I'm like yeah that's great but what were, were you trying to box out a 250 pound guy for 40 minutes and then go try to make it in front of 5,000 people screaming at you and uh, with, the, with the game on the line, you know, it's a little bit different. So, um, you, you know, certain guys are just more comfortable up there than others. Um, but I could tell you us, we we try to practice game situations. We try to put pressure on in practice. Um, we shoot a minimum of 100, 100 a day in practice, but they come back at night and they, they shoot probably between five to 1,000, 500 to 1,000 in a week. And you know, a lot of it's past experience. When guys make big ones before, you know, usually they can kind of rely on that. And then they get into situations, they um, they, they got to step up and make them. But it's not as easy as the layman fan or anybody else that sits there and says um, they can do it. Um, it's, um, then another thing they always yell at they sell it's free. You know, it, it's free. <laughs> well, well, free is given. And, um, you know, free, you don't have to do anything. They just hand it to you. And they're not handing them free throws. Like, like you got to still go up there and make them. It's 15 feet away, but you still go up and make them. When you got a guy who's, like, just not not good at it, maybe 50% or whatever, is there anything you can do with a kid like that to help him with form? Or is it just the way he's going to be? You try to look at everything and see what's wrong. If, if, if it is a form, um, if, if, if it is a, a mental thing, and – you know, like, like, like certain guys, it's just more difficult than others. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal's hands were so big. It's like shooting a tennis ball up there and, and, and he practiced them. And, um, you know, I, I had spent a weekend with Rick Barry and he was trying to convince me to have everybody on our team, shoot him underhand. And, and I was, I was like, it worked for you, but, um, and he, and he, I actually watched him do it in a gym and he was still cranking them out and making them. It's, it, you know, it, it, it's different for everybody. And um, you, you you try to identify, you know, what might be the problem with the free throw and, and then try to help them with that problem. All right, we'll pop back to Shane. Yeah, I, I wanted to brag about my uh, streak in the driveway, but I guess I won't do that now. Keep, keep that to yourself. Keep that <laughs> yeah. to yourself. Okay, but, um, you know, a guy talk here specifically has been he, – he's played well, but he's – 
seems like he's had some struggles both trying to draw fouls when he's gone to the basket and drawn some contact and also gotten in some foul trouble. You, know, you talk about in kind of the sports psychology and stuff. He obviously experienced guy who's been through it all, but is that something that you kind of, you know, come to him about and how you get through it? Yeah. He's had some really bad ones missed on him and called on him. Um, you know, at, at the end of the South Alabama game, I mean, you can look at it and, 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 and write your own judgment. Um, you know, I know what was saw, um, you know, by our eyes and, you know, we're, we're down at, you know, different games and, um, you know, there's just some guys that, you know, sometimes they fall down or whatever else. And I think it's just bad luck. And and I hope it comes around for him. He, he's working hard. His attitude's good. And, you know, the the South Alabama game was frustrating because he was playing so well. We were running things through him. And he had three fouls in, in, the, in the first half. And, you know, again, you use your own judgment. They'll go back and look at those fouls and see what you think of them. I guess, you know, Specifically, not so much about just calls themselves, but just, you know, how you help a guy deal with maybe it's the frustration that comes from getting in foul trouble, but also not getting to the free throw line. Yeah, it's one of those things where um, we can only control, you know, ourselves and our actions and, and, and our response to things. And, you know, his job is to play basketball. It's not to call the game. We, we let those guys do that. And he's got to just – you know, stay the course um, with it. And, and that, that was my advice, you know, and, and listen, you know, it happens in games and he gets a bad call and um, I don't want them to, uh, to kind of keep living that and carrying that with them. So we got a, a philosophy, we go next play. And so I want him to go on to the next play and the rest of our guys go to the next play, whether it was a bad call, good call or anything else that we can control what we're going to do next and, and, and not what just happened to us. So it's, um, it's a mentality thing that's just part of basketball, and and he's had some definitely unfortunate things, you know, with him here lately. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. I will go to Matt from the Breeze. All right, Coach, I'm currently working on a story about the Teddy Bear Toss fundraiser that's happening this upcoming Saturday. I know it's kind of getting a little bit off track, but I just got to get one quote from it. So all I'm asking you is, what does this fundraiser mean for you guys as a whole and as a team? Well, I love we could do anything for the community, and – you know, and, and bring awareness to different things. And, um, you know, I, I think we got to use our platform and visibility and, and then also this kind of our, the attention we get on a men's program to do anything we can to help. Um, on, on Thursday night, the coaches will be wearing suits for for coaches versus cancer with, with tennis shoes and bring awareness um, to that to that one. Um, Saturday, um, similar situation. And, you know, I, I love anything that we can do to help. And, you know, sometimes I, I almost wish we could do more and, and things sneak up on me. And, and um, you know, I regret we didn't do something for Salvation Army over Christmas. I know we did something within our program, but we should have did something with our fan base too. And, and that's something we'll keep doing and hopefully doing more. Thank you. All right. And one last question to Dave Riggert, and we'll wrap it up. Hey, Coach, I know you're not looking past Coastal Carolina, but Louisiana Monroe has been one of the surprise teams as they came in on Saturday. Have you looked ahead to them, and are you surprised by what they've done? You know what? This whole league's a surprise. And um, I think our league right now, our, our net's 13 uh, for our conference net ranking. And, you know, you look at the CAA, you know, where we were, I think it's 20. And you know, there's four teams right now in the top 100 net ranking. And, and all of those are good. 
But I'm telling you, there are some teams that are way down there that are as good. And, you know, Louisiana Monroe is one of them. And, and you know, some of these teams, they had some unfortunate things that happened to them in non-conference, whether it's injuries or, or, or poor scheduling or a tough start. But that's not the same team that's reflective of what they are now. And that's why this league's up for grabs. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if right now, you know, a lot of times this time of year you say, I, I think, you know, two or three teams, you kind of pick them to win it. Right now, I think there's probably, you know, nine, 10 or 11 teams that think they got a realistic chance to win it and they're right. And um, so there's a lot more to go. There's 10 more games to go for everybody. And Louisiana Monroe's done great in the league. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina's hot right now. You know, I know they lost last night, but, you know, I don't think that was their their A game. I thought what you saw when they won three of the previous fours, probably more like them. And uh, it's challenging. This league's more challenging than when I left it. Um, you know, I, I talked to the Southern Miss coach before and before the game, and I was laughing with them. I was like, I was like, we were all hoping you stunk and we were expecting you to stink. And because last year, I think their their net ranking was like 330 or 340. And I think right now they're 70 and they're, and they're really good. You know, Marshall had a really tough year last year and and they're really good. I, I don't think anybody's beat them at home this year except for us. And um, so we knew Louisiana was going to be good and everything else. And 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 don't be surprised if there's not some other teams that you know might be looking like they can't play right now and get it together because um I see it happen a lot in this in this league.